Yo people, welcome to Conversations with Kenji. I'm Kenji Gori, professional footballer, mindset coach and founder of On The Ball. This podcast provides a platform for those in the football world to share their stories, perspectives and life on and off the pitch. Yo, welcome back to Conversations with Kenji. Today we are joined with my little but big bro, Ashley Fletcher. I played with Ash at United. Uh, He was a year below me and he went through all the age groups. He is now playing at Middlesbrough and I can't wait to get into conversation with him, man. Welcome to the show, bro. Thank you. Thank you for having me, brother. Love it, man. Love it. Before we get into this, though. Yeah. I just want to say, you know, I'm going to say it. I, I changed your life. I changed your life. Like, I don't, like, I don't even want to speak about this anymore. I'll let you explain this one. <laughs> oh, humble beginnings. And I was from, uh, okay, I, I was brought up in Bolton, <laughs> as you know. And um, yeah, basically went to a good Christian school. Um, Predominantly a white school, I would say. And uh, yeah, basically moved to Manchester when I was uh, 16, living in Diggs. And yeah, um, basically I had a white, a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him, the, I sorted him, I hooked him up with a real trim. Yeah, he, yeah. Had, he never knew what a fade was. No, until he... <laughs> I remember the first time I... Uh, <laughs> The first time I got my hair cut, and it wasn't from where you took me. Yeah. I, got a, I don't know if you remember, but I had a... Do you remember when I got a mohawk? <laughs> yeah. I got a mohawk in the under-16s. I remember Paul McGuinness, like, walking in the next day, and Paul was like, what have you done to your hair? <laughs> so I thought, no, 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 I can't do this anymore. But oh, what I'm not going to mention is how he used to like hustle the guys, isn't it? Me, me and Matty. Bro, you two, bro, listen, yeah. I had to make a little extra change, man. The <laughs> petrol money was a lot, you know. So <laughs> I used to say, had a 1.2 litre car, sir. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I literally picked you up. I literally picked you up, yeah. And I said, all right, I'll take you for a trim if you pay for my trim. Yeah. That was fair, bro. Yeah, but then... So, so you're trying to tell me that the twenty pound of both me and Matty, or your forty pounds of the petrol, that that'll fuck you up for two weeks, mate. Oh, nah, bro, nah, 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 nah. That was it. I thought it was a good time, man. Nah, nah, it's good. That's what I like. <laughs> that was what. Nah, to be fair, uh, I'll up. actually never forget that time. To be fair, those, those were the one of the best times. Like, uh, like Jeez. I said, you grow, you move to Manchester, like I did from. Mm. from and it's not too far, obviously, but um, obviously you go and living with another family and then you've got to be independent. So Yeah, like where, where did it all actually begin for you? So um, my story is kind of, I, I was born in um, Keithley, which is near Bradford. Mm. Uh, obviously my, my parents, my dad was a police officer over there. Um, my mother was a, a hairdresser um, and they'd like moved over there for my dad's job. So I was born over there, and then uh, I was about three years old, moved back to Bolton, where they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, basically grew up in Bolton, um, had a lot of friends there. Um, and yeah, I went to, went to a good school, um, which, which made me who I am today, like good morals, good values, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, um, obviously I was playing football from a very young age, like five years old. Um, 
and that was that was obviously down to my dad because we, we was laughing the other day because uh, you obviously you won't know this but my mum was telling me that my mum when I was about three wanted to send me to ballet or something <laughs> my dad was like no 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 your mum's mugged you yeah no 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 <laughs> thank god my dad was like no 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 he's going to football so yeah I could have, I could have ended up being like Billy Elliot or something like <laughs> <laughs> oh my days thankfully yeah my dad sent me to uh, sent me to football and mm. uh, yeah, just played locally. Um, as you know, like yourself, was at all the satellites, going to different teams every week, like Liverpool, Blackburn, Bolton, Man United. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, signed for, I was, I was at Bolton when I was nine, um, signed with them, and then was there for three years. Uh, and then United signed me when I was 30. Mm. So obviously, when I, when I met you as well. Yeah, man. Nice, man. That's it. Because like most, most of the things that you, they don't realize people's stories from back then, right? When you're looking back at the time, that's when you really process what you've actually been through to get to where you are now. So it's like, even when I look back at my situation and I'm like thinking about, yeah, I used to train at United City at the same time. And it gets to a point where you then pick where yeah. you go and stuff like that. Well, you don't pick, you have the, the choice. But, um, but then... But then for you, for example, then you actually signed for United. How did that feel from moving, from playing at Bolton and stuff at that time, then moving to United? Well, obviously, like, I had a lot of friends at Bolton. Like, even, I think it was about four of us went to the same school. So mm-hmm. it, I've been with them for a long time. Um, and then, listen, when, when Man United come knocking, like, there's no, there's no, you don't even need to think. Um, just the whole the facilities, the whole setup, the morals. They just, obviously, mm. Sir Alex Ferguson was the manager at the time. and um, Obviously, you look at the reserves, the players that were playing in the reserves, like, I remember watching MUTV and seeing, like, Fabian Brandy, um, Danny Drinkwater, them kind of players. Um, and, yeah, like, when, when they came knocking, you can't really, you can't really turn that down. Yeah, 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 I, I agree. And, and how did that actually come about? Like, obviously, you're playing well for Bolton and then you signed for United at that young age. Like, how were you feeling at that age? No, I think, listen, when you're, when you're that young, you don't really feel pressured. Like, football is mm. just about enjoying playing with your friends at that age. And mm. obviously, you're not thinking about it, but obviously, scouts out there who are thinking, oh, like, he's got the potential to be somebody or to have a career in football even at that age which like is, is scary because you're not even thinking about that you're just thinking about mm-hmm. going out there playing football with your mates scoring how many goals whatever no pressure um but yeah I think it was uh, the, I think the story went that I actually played against Man United for Bolton and uh, mm. I think we we won something stupid like 6-1 and I scored like three goals in the game and I remember Tony Whelan was sat on the side. Big Tony. And he used to take a little chair and I think he, uh, he spoke to my dad after the game and, and, and then, yeah, I don't even know how it came about, but um, they came for me. Um, they had to pay Bolton compensation or something. Mm. And yeah, basically I'd started under, under 13s at, at Man United. Nice, man. That is so sick. And how was that? How was it for your family? Like, obviously, they had to. Did they have to drive you every day to? Yeah, uh, yeah. This is like this is where I, I can't repay them enough because my both sets of grandparents, my my mum, my dad, 
um, would, would take me to each team every other every other day and it was like mm. one day I'd be going to Liverpool uh, this is like early days yeah I'd go to Liverpool one day I got to Blackburn and wow, the, man. the hundreds of pounds that that uh, they were spending on the chance that maybe like I could be a, a professional like in the future like it's just crazy and thank thankfully I've well I've, I've not well I've repaid them because I've, I've obviously mm-hmm. been made in the dream now but um I, I don't think there'll be ever enough that I could do to to repay them for that yeah so it's something that really does get overlooked you know like when you're thinking back like to situations like that and you're thinking about what your family had to kind of sacrifice for themselves to for your dreams that you have like there's there's also players out there where their parents couldn't take them you know so we're really are privileged in a way to Mm -hmm. to to be able to do what we do because of our parents sacrificing certain things to and obviously grandma and grandparents like from for my parents for example it was difficult because um it was literally harder because we had no family here yeah. it was literally just me so my mom's like dragging my little brothers with her and everywhere everywhere we're going my little brother wants to go to his activities after school but she's like no you can't go because we have to go and take kenji to to united so it was like that them certain things you're now kind of thinking about yeah. you know like what you don't really think about back then Exactly. You take you take it for granted at the time, but now obviously we're grown up and um obviously we're we're adults and then you, you turn around and think, wow, like the sacrifices, even their their social lives like mm. on hold like you see a lot of parents going out for food with their families on Tuesdays, Thursdays, whatever, yeah. going to the Trafford Center, whatever. My, our, our parents were, were taking us to football yeah. still there for an hour watching kids football I know. You know what I mean? even on the weekends even on the weekends, weekends like saturday sunday it was training saturday play sunday so it was like that as well and that's what was so hard to my mum as well at the time because my dad was still playing so my dad was still playing at uh, huddersfield and barnsley and that and then i'm trying to play so she had to like take me then we went to the game after like we had to leave earlier and stuff it was yeah yeah, i I can't even begin like i'm only thinking about this right now as we speak like it's something that has never really crossed my mind it's my book but i think credit to my my parents as well because um i see a lot of parents especially these days who they want their children to succeed so much that they over pressure them Mm. you know what i'm saying like they kind of they want it more than than the kid than the kid wants it. Yeah, and, um, I'm sure with your parents, but with mine, I can say that I was pushed to a point where, yeah, we want you to do well, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like there's other things that you need to do well at school. For example, yeah. like yeah. football for me was always the that I will never admit it, but like it, it is the be all and end all do you know what i mean yeah. when when i was that age because yeah. like that's my that was my dream so i would have done anything to to get into the, that position yeah. but they they kept me to a way where um like i made sure i got my gcse's i made sure that i did well in my co- college like business studies whatever yeah that that can then help you for for, for life after yeah, it's interesting that because I did business studies as well. So, yeah, we were in the same class together. <laughs> Too funny. Oh. To be fair, that was actually because that was like a it was like the clever boys in it that were in that group, and yeah, it was it's well, interesting we that. Huh? We don't want to say it, but we were, but we was <laughs> sport beat. Beat <laughs> sport man, them. Hey, they were too funny, them guys. 
but 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 let's go into your time at United, bro. Yeah. Like, how how was that process for you? Um, no, it was good. Listen, like obviously, thirteen to fifteen, I was I was really tall and slim and really sh- I had problems with my knees. I had that osteoarthritis, yeah. which is like where you can't even run sometimes and I look like a baby giraffe sometimes I'm not even joking on the pitch like I just couldn't run like but I always had that like that goal scoring kind of instinct as well so like mm. United well I think they thought like oh well once he kind of like develops and grows a bit more then he'll be able to control it and that's when we'll see the best out of him so 13 to 15 was was good in terms of like like I was playing scoring but like I felt my body wasn't was like I come home and have to like ice pack my knees and get in the bath and all that kind of stuff but that's just life that's just growing um but then yeah like went through the ages got to um 16 got offered um, a two-year scholarship which was good mm-hmm. um, and yeah that's when I kind of felt the process like obviously with with moving to Altrincham living mm-hmm. there for uh, in a in someone else's family, that's when you've got to kind of grow up and 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 become a bit of a man. So, um, but that's I was really fortunate because I had a, a good family that uh, looked after me. Um, I, I was actually rooming with uh, I don't even think you would have told you, but I was rooming with Tyler. You know? Oh really? Yeah, we used to share. We used to share a room. Oh, like, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, we used to share a room. So I'm two, like you could imagine us. Like I'm six foot four. <laughs> He's about six foot four. We used to have two single beds next to each other. Oh my So man like Tyler. He's massive as well. That's Tyler Blackett, everyone, by the way. <laughs> the two of the biggest guys in one room, like it was it was just madness. But you never told me that. No, nah, and that's what I mean. But um yeah, like I say, you've got to grow up when you when you move out. And um, no, like it, it was good. I, I enjoyed my time there, definitely. Yeah. So, so like at sixteen, for example. So you obviously moved out of of your parents' house. How how was that process of actually moving out and living, going on your own sort of route? Yeah. Um, I, I've been quite an independent person anyway, so I like I kind of like my own space. But um, obviously, like leave, leaving leaving your house like is it's kind of it's tough like but but to be fair i was only literally what is it half an hour 40 minutes to bolton mm-hmm. um i could like they come and visit me i'd go back every weekend it wasn't too bad it was kind of like a monday to friday thing um but i think like like i say you you, you adapt and and it becomes like a time to grow up and i'm glad i did it at yeah. that bit because now like obviously I'm 24 now, and I'd like to think that I've, I've had that experience. Like, there's people my age now who are still living at home. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I'm fortunate enough to move out, maybe, but some mm-hmm. people, some people can and, and don't want to leave the home comforts. But that's when you get your independence. I think. Yeah, we kind of get like pushed into the deep end, sort of thing. Like, I'm all, I'm the same as you, where I like I also I'm really family into. In- how would you call it? You know what I mean anyway, <laughs> in curated person. So I really like love being around my family and stuff like that. But as I did move out and, and like had to have my own responsibilities, that's where I kind of found out for myself how it really is to live your life. You know what I mean? So it was kind of that, that, um, that moment of where, right, you can also live your life like this. 
oh, you can also live your life like this. Like, I was really fortunate as well. Like you were speaking about how, how, um, how you went to a good school and, and stuff like that. Like I was fortunate to go to good schools that parents always brought me up well. And it was like, kind of like going into digs is, is kind of like, you know, seeing how other families also live their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like it's like also that sort of, so I saw that side of it. And then having ended up then moving in on your own, when I moved to Swansea, it was like a, a step for me where I was like, oh, I know what it's like to live there. I know what it's like to live there. And you're making your own sort of house rules sort yeah. of thing from there. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, well, I think, um, yeah, like moving out at 16 was, obviously I'm sure my mum and, and my dad were, not upset, but they were a bit concerned because obviously yeah. it's, it is young, like so yeah, you don't have to move out. But trust me, I think I would if I was giving advice to anyone, it would be if you can do it and you can afford to do it, or if you're in that fortunate position where where it becomes available, go and do it. Go and get yeah, the because it will benefit you later down the line. No, I completely agree with you. And Aiden is actually going through that stage right now. He's just signed his, uh, his, his scholarship at Macclesfield. So he's like going through that stage of 16, you know, he's trying to, yeah. trying to see. So it's, it's a real, it's mad how like history repeats itself in, in these sort of moments where I can put my experience onto him. But again, I think that comes from the premier parents. Um, I think they've obviously brought you all, all three of you. Obviously, Quinton's doing his thing with, with his singing. Like, yeah. Um, like you're doing obviously football and, and this kind of stuff and, and then Aiden's doing his thing so that's credit to your parents because um, like with my my brother works for for my uncle who has his own business he's doing really wow. well and then my sister's 14 now so wow that is crazy yeah, I know it's nice. wow man life goes fast you know even when fit looking back at it like it was seems that like yesterday when we were at United it actually does like even being in the youth teams and that like <laughs> you being there but you know what I found so interesting Ash like it was like you like cruised through all the age groups it was like you cruised through them like you had certain things with your knee and stuff like that you had growing pains but you like still United still had the faith in you to be like no he's he's got the talent and he, he'll, yeah. he'll get it eventually but it was not like you got overlooked but you weren't you were never that guy that was like looked at in that way either I agree I think uh, we spoke about this today and mm. I um, in a way that kind of benefited me in a way that I could quietly go about my business and keep improving, keep improving. I was never, mm. uh, I, I can honestly hold my hands up and say, I was never one at, at United that was kind of recognized for, oh, I think he's going to play in, in United's first team. Um, mm. But then, you no, know, like you look at like Scotty, for example, Scott McTominay, like he was probably the same like build as yeah. me. And then, he gets his chance and wow, like yeah. one of Man United's best, he's yeah. been one of United's best players this season. So True. I think um, all you need is is someone who can see that that kind of like um, he's got something, you know, mm. rather than someone to just kind of cast you off um, just because at, at that time, like your body's not what, what it, it should be. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was fortunate enough to, to have people there like Paul McGuinness, like Warren Joyce, who who recognise that um, uh, we think he can be a good player kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how was that How was that with in the under-23s? Because in the under-23s, it's like, right, now my step is to go into that first team. My step is now to play first-team football. Like, how really was that process for you being in the under-23s at United? 
Um, the under 23s, I'm not going to lie to you, was, was like, it was, it was weird. It was a weird time because under 23s, I think, is kind of like, it's, it's trying to prepare you for like, for, for the first team, but then you have like first team players who are kind of playing in the games as well. Yeah. So obviously, like, we had like, um, in my under 23s team, we had like, uh, I remember at the time, obviously, Louis Van Gaal was the manager. Mm. Um, like, I remember like, there were so many forwards that used to play. Like, I remember like, Falcao was playing in, in, in the 23s. <laughs> Falcao played. I think, even, I think even Wayne Rooney played, you know. Like, wow. Percy, like, they, if, if they was coming back from injury, they'd kind of like, play a game. Yeah. Um, we still then had like, um, James Wilson, Willow, yeah. um, Will Keane as well. Yeah. So if we're talking about like minutes in, in the 23, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get many minutes at all. I think probably about in the league, I don't think I played in, I, I think I played the last three games of the under 23 season, the first time I'd signed pro. Um, mm-hmm. and the other times was kind of like training, like, um, like the hit the odd lap friendly game. Yeah. And how was that for you though, bro? Like, even like, you know, you're training every day and you're like, and then you're like, I'm not going to play. Like what, how did, how did you deal with that? It's tough because you just think like career wise, like what, what, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to have to go somewhere on loan? But, uh, like teams in like league one, league two going to be looking at 20, an under 23 player who's not had any, any games mm-hmm. in the twenty-threes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like an uncertain kind of time where um, you have to really like find that, knowing that you're a good player, you have mm-hmm. to kind of find that uh, in yourself to be like, well, when I do get a chance, then I have to take that chance. Like, I have to kind of produce on, on when, it, when it comes. And luckily for me, we, we played, um, I think my first start was against Southampton and um, Phil Jones was playing in the game and I remember he, he pinged it over and this was, I think this was like the opening five minutes. Pinged it over and like, I took it down on my chest and scored. And then the next game was Man City at Old Trafford in the 23s. Like, this was like one of the last games. Mm. And uh, I didn't start. I think, I think Willow played. Willow started. It was, and it was live on Sky Sports. So I was, like, I was thinking like, what? So I scored the last game and I'm, I'm not even starting the next game. <laughs> So I'm ring, I'm you know how it is. I'm ringing my dad like, come on now, like swearing down the hall, like come on now, like what's going on here? Like mm. I've scored. How how am I not playing the next game? Um, but obviously, like there's different plans and stuff like that. Willow was in and around the first team, so he needed yeah. to. Play. Um, but yeah, he, he played that game, and then I came on uh, and scored again, and and then we won the the twenty twenty ones league. Um, wow! With that win, so. Um, no, like in terms of 23s, for me, it was very mixed because I didn't get many opportunities. But when I did, I always thought I did well. And enough. this is what I was just about to come on. Like people are waiting for the opportunities, right? They're like, oh, when's my opportunity going to come? But you still have to prepare yourself for the opportunity. And how I see you, you were always that guy that did give his all in training. Like yeah. you weren't that guy that's like going to sack this one off or sack that off. Like you're a guy that's still consistent with it. And that's why you were ready for your opportunity. That's why I don't believe that it was luck. I don't believe that it was luck. It was when your opportunity met your hard work. It was like your hard work and everything that you've built up in your life has created you to this point and got you to this point. 
and you took the opportunity that you actually got. No, I completely agree. I think you can't you can't sit and sulk um, for obviously like you can go home privately, speak with your family, you can mm. swear about whatever with with your family and whatever. But when it comes down to training and you're back in that training ground, you can't. Um, I think Joyce used to always kind of like test me, like mm. to do it on purpose. Like, and I think I genuinely think that he is one of the best coaches I've ever had because he kind of showed me what it's going to be like in in a few years time do you know what i mean yeah yeah playing like do you go in the next morning and be like what what had wow. you know what i mean yeah it's big that like, he used to he used to he used to kind of he would like not play me not even bring me on some some games and i'd have done well the, the next game and like he'd want me to give him a reaction do you know what mm. i mean but i kind of like back then i was a bit softer like i, I didn't want to confront him whatever but then I remember one, one time where I went and seen him the next day and I was like, Jesse, like, what's going on here? Like, and I, and wow. I, we had that kind of like exchange and he, he then said to me like, well, this is what I wanted. Like, I wanted you to come and see me. Like, I wanted you to show that. And I think that's when it kind of clicked for me that this is how you, you have to be. Like, you have to be ruthless in, in, in the game. It's so big that it's so, so big. Because at the end of the day, 23's football is preparing you, right? Yeah. So it's not just preparing you on the pitch. It's not just preparing you for the, for the good bits. It's also preparing, it should prepare you for the, the reality of what football yeah. is. Exactly. And that's what Joycey did get out of you. You know, like even, even when you're speaking, like you were that guy. You were that a bit of like a guy that wasn't really going to say anything. You weren't, you were, you were a bit, like you said, you were a bit soft with it, yeah. which is, which was your personality at the time. Like yeah. it, it was just your personality. You don't get, you don't get anywhere in life being like that. You have to knock, door, knock down doors sometimes. Mm. Or else you just get forgotten about. Um, but yeah. at the right time as well. And at the right time. You have yeah. to do it with, with, with respect as well. Um, the, but even, even for you to say that though, like that wouldn't work with me. The yeah. way he did that to you yeah. wouldn't work with me. Yeah, yeah. So he knew, he knew. So he would know because I, I, I wouldn't like, I'm that guy that, just be honest, like, just be real. Like, what do you mean? You know yeah. what I mean? But with you, like he wanted something out of you, which then triggered you. Yeah, which yeah. now made you who you are today and something that you'll never forget. So that for you was a breakthrough moment. Yeah. I think at the time you don't realize you're like, oh, Joyce, man. Like, yeah. Like you're telling him to like, you're going back into the change room. You're like, nah, this guy like. <laughs> but now obviously I'm 24 and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm so glad he was like that with me now because yeah. each time I go and see the gaffer, like now Middlesbrough or something, I've always got in my mind like, well, I know what to say to him. I know how to react. And mm -hmm. that has come from him because if he'd have just been like, if I'd have just probably been like, oh, do you know what, Joyce? It's all right. Like, I'm not playing. It's okay. I'm just happy to sit here, whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't know where you would have been. Like, I don't know where I would have been. You probably wouldn't have even brought me on for the rest of the season. It probably would have come across that I don't care. So that's what I'm, I'm thankful for him, especially for that. Nah, I hear you on that, man. I hear you on that. But it gets to a point, right, Ash, where you're like, all right, it's time to play now. Yeah. So the opportunity of Barnsley comes. Yeah. So talk to me about your time at Barnsley, man. Just before we move further into this episode, I want to ask you, do you feel like you are currently getting the most out of your life? Not just talking on the pitch here. I believe that life is all about growing in all areas. And to guide you in your growth, I've developed the On The Ball Mindset Planner. 
a planner to support athletes in finding out who they really are, beyond the pitch. This planner will get you thinking ahead while staying in the present, by its life assessments, daily goal settings and journal prompts and so much more. To get yours now, go to ontheballmindset.com. The content in this planner really did change my life and my hope is that it changes yours too. No, it was... Up until up until then, it was it, that was the best part of my life. I was um, wow. Couldn't have gone to. I don't think I could have gone and had a bet alone if I'd have tried. Like it was it was just like crazy. It was like a whirlwind of success. Do you know what I mean? And mm. like, I never. Um, obviously, I spoke to you the other day. I'd, I've been through where it's like success, move on to the next level. Success, move on to the next level. and then. You get to Barnsley and they're, they're, they're struggling at like 18th place. And um, I remember speaking to my agent. And so I played in a 23s game um, against Tottenham, I think it was. And um, basically, Joycey pulled me to the side and was like, listen, Barnsley have come in. They're struggling in League One. Um, do you fancy going there for Because then you could do like month loans. Yeah. So he was like, uh, do you want to go there for a month to see what it's like? So I said, yeah. I'd, I'd li- I'd been on the bench that game, so I was I was fuming inside again. So um, I thought, you know what? I'll speak to my agent, and I will have a t- good talk. And then, uh, yeah, literally said yes, I want to go there. Um, and yeah, like that was my first taste of men's football. I ended up scoring on my debut in the um, Johnston's Paint Trophy. I think it was back then. Wow. Um, yeah, that just kind of set me off, um, and and kind of like got me to that to that next level wow and then how long were you actually there for because obviously you went for the first initial month loan and then how long did it actually happen so i was there for a month and then they have the option to obviously extend it until the end of the season or they could send me back and that's, yeah that's got three goals up to then um which was obviously decent massive but, yeah. <laughs> in a month bro <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good it was good it was good um but yeah, they extended it, obviously, and we had the final at Wembley in the Johnston's Paint Trophy, and mm. that was a big, big factor. Obviously, I wanted to, I wanted to play in that, um, yeah. and yeah, like we 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 beat Oxford three two. Um, I scored as well, which wow. was one like I was nineteen at the time. Was I nine? Yeah, nineteen. Wow, it was like unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. to to walk out of Wembley and score, um, but. Yeah, it just kind of, that just set the tone. Do you know what I mean? It kind of just went. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. And, then, and then after that, obviously, you were playing then. You were happy. You're 18th when you join. And where do you end up? We ended, yeah, we ended up in the playoffs. Yeah. We were, I think we, we only lost, I think it was two games from uh, January to the end of the season. So we were from 18th to 6th in the playoffs. And um yeah, we, we got in the playoffs. We beat Walsall both legs. And then we, we had no wall in the final at Wembley. And um, after two minutes, uh, the, <laughs> the ball went in behind and I kind of ran onto it. And uh, I was just, at that time, I, it was the best period of my life because wow. everything was just going right. Do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't do any wrong. So I knew as soon as I touched that shot, like as soon as I hit it, I was like, that's a goal. Like, and wow. I don't know if you if you get it, but like I can't remember, you know, because it's so instinctive. Like you can't, yeah. I can't remember goals. Like I can't yeah. picture it now. I, I only remember just running off. 
celebrating. Wow. Like, I, don't, I don't remember the uh, the actual. I think I bobbled it in. You know, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it hit, wow. the, hit the post and went in. But nah, like I say, mate, it was just like it's just a crazy feeling. Crazy to win nah. twice in one one season. It's just madness. That is just amazing, bro. And even just like hearing you speak, like. I was watching that game thinking, yo, I was gassed. Like, I mean, like, no one had really heard of me. Like, then, like, no one had, no one had basically, like, I'd, I'd played, I played for England for the under 20s, um, but it was in the same team as Mark. Marcus had played like two, two years up. Yeah. Uh, obviously, rightly so. He, he, he was then playing at United in the first team and he got, um, he was getting like the headlines. But yeah, nobody had, um, nobody had really heard of me until that time. So it was kind Amazing, of like, man. yeah, it was kind of like, uh, oh, I can kind of do it, can do it in men's football. I think a few people started to think like, oh, right, okay. Like Fletcher's. Fletcher's about. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no more knees issues. Now Fletcher's the man. Nah, serious Fletch. Like that there gassed me so much. Like even like, down to the fact of like you just shining bro like yeah. you were literally just shining like like you said you're in that mode of everything was go- happening for you like everything was just working off even when you're thinking about your first touch and it just goes exactly where you want it no, it's that no. mode that you're just always looking for you know how it is like you, when you're playing with confidence like i don't i don't think there's well for us there's no better feeling in the world mm. than when your life's like full, like your happiness, your family's okay, like mm. everything's okay with your girlfriend, your missus, whatever. And you're playing with confidence and, and you're scoring goals or for your example, if you're getting assists and getting cro- you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best feeling in the world. Like you can go home on a Saturday and go and see your friends, whatever, socialize and, and mm. have no worries. Do you know what I mean? Because those are the best days that like, I, I, like, I couldn't, Explain. Like, we have the best job. Nah, I agree. Do you know what I mean? When when everything's going right, like and everything's, um, like everything's working for you. Touches on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no better feeling. And you're doing what you love to do. And I think you know, like we're easy to take it for granted, aren't we? We're easy to take the life that we actually live for granted. That even when things aren't going the way that we want it to go, it's still a blessing to be able to say that we're footballers and to be able to do what we love to do and actually play football like it's actually lit like when we think we love to do this and we're actually blessed that god has given us the ability to play like just might as well just enjoy it while we still can no no and that's why i don't think like I, when i was younger i used to get down about um say i'd miss a big chance in a game or mm. even even up to probably two years ago i, I used to be so down i'd come home and my girlfriend didn't want to sp- like. I didn't want to speak to anyone. I just hear that one. Yeah. I'd be ringing me asking how the game was, and I'd be like, I didn't want to pick up the phone because I felt ashamed. Like I felt embarrassed. I used to take it to heart. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, as you grow older and you mature, um, you realize that there's always another game. Like you're, there's always people that aren't gonna like you. There's always people that are gonna boo you. There's always mm. other people. But you know in yourself that you're a good player. That's all that matters. And then you'll have that game. There's always, football will always turn itself around. You're always, yeah, I fully always, hear that. You're always going to have 
Uh, I fully, fully hear you on that. Like it's, it is, it is so true what you're saying. But then for you, you know, it gets to the point where you leave United, you go to West Ham, yeah. you know, and you're signing that big deal at West Ham. Mm. Like how, how was that for you? Like after having such an amazing time at Barnsley and then making your move to West Ham? It was, it was obviously everything I dreamed of growing up. We, we dreamed to play in the Premier League and mm. um, basically I went to West Ham under the assumption that I was going to be loaned out straight away to the championship. Um, mm. So I went, I went on pre-season with the first team um, and then obviously Slavin Bilic was the manager, really good manager, really good coach. Um, and he... I played in the games. Like I, I didn't, I didn't expect to play so so much. Like I thought, obviously, go and see what. It's, like I thought they'd take me and kind of, um, like kind of like, oh, this is the plan for him. We're going to loan him straight out, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did really well in the in the preseason games. I scored, I think, three or four goals in like against good teams as well. Like um, I think one was um, like top, like a couple of top like German teams, and I think. Um, like the manager just thought, like, listen, like we've got to keep him, keep him around the first team because he could, he could, <laughs> work, you know what I mean? And so I was like, like, and then, and then I played Juventus in a in a friendly, <laughs> and I've got Chiellini there, <laughs> I've got Benucci there, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what's going on here? Like, I was, I was like, I was playing against like. Walsall last year. Do you know what I mean? Wow, bro. Just like, it was just, it was just crazy. Like, I wasn't even getting a game for the 23s at United. Do you know what I mean? Like, wow, Fletch, man. 12 months ago. And then next thing I've got Chile, Chilini on my right, Benucci on my left. I've got Kadira in front of me and I'm, <laughs> and I'm chasing the shadow boss. <laughs> wow. It was just, it was just surreal. And then, but, that like, I wish now I'd look back and like, because at the time, like when you're playing against these, you think like, oh, there's another game next week. So you've got to be ready for that. But if now I'm looking back and I'm thinking, wow, like, I've played against like Juventus, like one of the best teams in the world. Wow. I played against Chiellini, one of the best centre-backs in the world. So yeah, for me, like going to West Ham was, was everything I could have ever dreamed for. Like Premier League, I made my debut, starting debut at the Etihad against Man City, uh, wow, up front of my own, against, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was say thanks, thanks Gaffer for that, but <laughs> I had John Stones and not Amendi to, to me, and no, no one within the 15 yards. <laughs> the ball was coming up to me, and I was like, I, 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 hold that, Fletch, hold that. What to do, like, I'll just knock it down, and then <laughs> there was no getting in behind or nothing. Wow. So, um, but yeah, listen, I'm so, I'm so blessed to, to have obviously got to that stage like at that time because like I said like like we, we have no shame in saying that when I was at United there was obviously I, I always prayed and hoped that I was gonna mm. play in the Premier League like but reality is like it's 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 such a small margin of people that play in the Premier League you've played in the Premier League it's such a small margin of, of players that actually get through the net do you know what I mean yeah. Um, like the people we grow up with like um, you have to look and, and, and thank, be thankful that either with, like one way or another you've done something right to, to get into that position 
No, it's so true, Ash. And like you, like you said, like it is a fine margin that really does. And when you're in that situation and when you're in that moment, all you're thinking of is like, I want to get to the Prem, but mm, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. all right. Yeah, but. How am I getting there? That's the yeah. thing because who's going to give you that chance? Who's going to take that risk? Unfortunately for me, fortunately for you, we've had people that have seen the potential, seen yeah. oh, he could play in the Premier League. Yeah, and who have invested their 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 time into into helping you get to where you want because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, you can be the the best, but if someone doesn't rate you or if someone like that doesn't mean it, it stops your journey. It just takes mm. a different path. But yeah. like I say, luckily for for me and and you, we've 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 had people that have believed in us one way or another. Obviously, you took a di- we both took different routes. Yeah, we both left United. We both went to other Premier League clubs and both made our, our debuts. But mm. um, now we've got to be thankful for the people that we've, we've met along the way that they've helped us a lot. I think it's so true. It's so true, Ash. But you know what, Ash? Like, it seems like you've had such a like smooth journey, like yeah. up to this point where you're going through the age groups at United, you're moving to Barnsley, you're getting promoted, you're scoring a winner. You, then you move to West Ham, you're playing with against Benucci and, and Cellini next to you. Like, like you, you're living the dream. Yeah. And something I found like quite hard to watch was that Sunderland documentary on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And when I saw you on there, I saw that it must have been such a hard time for you. Yeah. You know, like we see it from the outside. Yeah. But how did it feel on the inside for you? Well, th- this is... Um... Obviously, this is like just life. Basically, like you say, I'd had that smooth sailing of getting to the next level, getting to the next level. Um, like, no real disappointments of any such. Do you know what I mean? It had all been like, not smooth sailing. I wouldn't say smooth sailing, but I'd say like I'm always looking to go up a level. Like, I don't have to think about what's what what I've done, kind of thing. I'm always focusing on the next. Um, so yeah, obviously I went from West Ham, I went to Middlesbrough, um, and, um, I went through a period where the manager at Middlesbrough didn't, didn't fancy me at all. And it came to deadline day and, um, <laughs> there was about four hours left on deadline day and basically rang me was like, listen, like, you're not going to play here for the rest of the season. You can go and, and go and play a game somewhere. And, um, because it was so late, there was very limited teams left. There was only... Mm-hmm. Barnsley again and there was only uh, Sunderland and obviously Sunderland was what well, is a huge club um, like uh, the fan base is, is massive and playing at the stadium like and then they had like John O'Shea was the captain they had like Catamol mm-hmm. still there um, good good players and um, listen like I was brought in I was 20 how old was I 22 22 at the time and I was brought in as this like guy to save Sunderland. Like Sunderland were in the bottom three when I came there, and I was I was supposed to be this guy who was twenty, who was who was coming in to score all the goals. So automatically, the pressure's on you. Like I, I remember the first day I signed, and I was doing the press conference, and and one of the reporters said to me like, "You you have to be our savior." Like, and and I was like, "Wow!" Like. There was no other strikers. There was one young lad called Josh Madger who was, um, he's gone to, I think he's gone to Bordeaux now. Um, but yeah, it was literally me, Josh Madger. I was 22. He was 19. 
and the whole um like relegation was kind of like made to feel not made to feel but like I felt responsible to score the goals which is what I'm obviously paid to do like I'm paid to score goals like I'm never going to get away from that but at such a young age with that size of a club I'm not going to lie it was it was it was tough and I found it difficult because um after say we didn't win a game the fans would be on you like fans are on you from the side I'm right this all because Sunderland should never have been in that position anyway um but yeah it was a real eye opener for me um of like wow you've got to take a take a a second there and and like kind of reevaluate and and learn um because like i say everything was rosy up to, up until that point and then you get this bit of disappointment where you're losing games every week kind of thing you you're not scoring goals and basically the club is like is on you do you know what i mean um so yeah obviously watching the netflix documentary it it shows different aspects like um the club like uh financially in trouble and stuff like that but ultimately if you look at the players that was on the pitch they were still a good team mm. um and i know that you can't really you can't really say oh well did the financial side affect obviously what was going on but it did have a part to play because there was so much uncertainty on other players but i would never use that as an excuse i just think for me it was a time where i'm i would never regret going there because i've learned so much from that experience that will that, that's helped me now so i'm thankful that i went there in a weird way because if i didn't go there i wouldn't be probably as mentally like no one can say anything to me now that i haven't already heard do you know what i mean like, no fan could no fan could say something from the crowd or no fan could as i'm walking out the car park say like oh you're you're this you're that do you know what i mean it was kind of like um yeah a real eye opener and now i know how to deal with that kind of that kind of pressure yeah wow man that is 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 something that that is really big in your career that's happened is you know it's a real significant moment in your career and you know when you do go back to or back to that time like how did you deal with that with the pressure of it all yeah um obviously i was i was living with my girlfriend at the time and um like like i said i used to go home and i was so down like i was to the point where like i wouldn't even want to go out on like my mm. day so i just want to stay in the house um but she kept me like quite positive and then i ended up speaking to a psychologist who really helped me a lot um he's called martin perry and uh, I kind of like spoke to him on the phone. Um, he came to a couple of the games and watched and, and looked at like my demeanor and stuff like that and kind of got like where he thought I was going wrong. And, and, and this is where like the mental side of the game comes into it. And I think it's really important because um, without him, I don't think, obviously I'd, I scored, I think I only scored two goals, goals there in about 18 appearances or something like that which isn't great, obviously, but even without him, I don't even think I'd have scored two goals, to be honest with you. Um, because, like I say, he was like, every, every, like, it got to probably, I'd say, the last five or six games and he was kind of like preparing me every, before every game, mm-hmm. uh, like sending me a text of just techniques I could do in the, in the dressing room before games, like um, watching my clips, watching what I used to be like. I used to do a lot of that like self-reflection watching like my goals from like Barnsley, uh, from like 
other other things that like just just loads of stuff um and i think that was probably the main reason why i came out of it better than than i thought i would do wow wow that's so big i think it's so important to to really have that in your life yeah you know really have somebody that is that understands how the brain really does work because the bla- the brain really does play tricks. You know what I mean? Like it really is that situation. And you know, like how you said, how you spoke to the psychologist and he really helped you in that situation. I think it's like, even with what I see with the clients that I'm, that I have right now with the footballers that I'm helping is that, you know, your mind is the most powerful thing. You know, how you see something to be, how you act in certain situations, how you, how much pressure you really have in a certain thing and how you handle that pressure, you know, and that's why I'm just so passionate about it. And, and, and I love how you also did that, you know, in your career where I see, I see it all the time. Like even, even there's, there's a, there's a client of mine that, that really does want to get the most out of, out of the games and he's feeling a lot of pressure there. And, you know, pressure, pressure is a lot of things from the outside, but the pressure only comes from what you have for yourself. You know, it's that pressure that you put in on yourself. It's that pressure that you put in from the expectations you have on yourself. And, and that's the biggest pressure that you, that you have, because, you know, you have the pressure of the fans, you have the pressure of the social media, the media and stuff. But the biggest pressure is that you put on yourself because that's the one, what you expect from from that so that's the biggest pressure and and when you're seeing it from that perspective and and you let you know you have these techniques of you know looking at your game backs looking at the clips you know really visualizing what what you want to happen in your life like the amount of people that look at a situation worse than it is is so big like you can look at a situation you can see it from a like i you can see it from an outsider's perspective all the time like i'm if i look at your perspective i'm like wow he's he's at he's at he's at middlesbrough getting paid a lot from outside perspective right but from the expected from how you feel it might be completely different well that's what i mean so like after the sunderland thing i'm thinking wow where am i where do i go from here like i have three years left at middlesbrough on my contract Mm. i'm thinking I can't go back there and like, is the manager, the manager was the same manager. Is he going to, fa- he's not going to fancy me after that. Like mm. it was just the whole, that yeah. whole summer was a kind of not worry, but like just a bit of doubt. Like I didn't wow. know where, what was going to happen. Like, like would I have to go back to league one and improve myself again? Um, mm. And then, yeah, it was just like, like, no, but I, I 100% agree with you. Like with, with what you say about the mind, it, it, it's just like, if you can control your mind and and you can use your mind to the best of your ability, I think you're you're almost there because the ability and your and your technique takes care of itself. It gets to a point where everybody's good. Everybody has their qualities. Everybody has a certain things. But what separates the people? Like what does separate it? And I but I strongly believe it's the mind. I strongly believe that it is it is it is your mindset. It is your perspective. It is how you see something to be. And and like. Are you giving your all when you're not playing? Yeah. Or are you supporting a team when you are playing? Like, what do, what do you believe? Like, are you, if your belief is I support the team, then you should support the team when you're playing and not playing. Yeah. And you should be acting the exact same if you do play and not play, you know? So it's so important to believe what you believe, right? And, and, and it's, just, it's just like when, when I speak to, to footballers about it as well, I just, I just always encourage them to... Yeah. Because let's not lie, we've been around them guys that are on the bench and they're like, oh, 
I should be playing. I should yeah, be playing. no, but we've all been there. Like, I, we've all been there. Like, you're looking at the team and you're like, oh my days, I should be playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've all been there. But at the end of the day, you got to accept it for what it is, right? You're not playing. So accept that you're not playing, but don't change who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, be you. If you're, like, I'm a, I'm a guy that's, that's, that's like, um, that's got a lot of energy, right? So if I suddenly then go like this, like, oh, what am I doing here? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, if I have my face down and all that, like, people are going to be like, what? he's yeah, fake. He's fake. What? He's only thinking about himself. When actually, in hindsight, you should give your best everything that you do. You should give your best when you're on the bench as well. Yeah. If you believe, if you strongly believe, like, you know, I give my all to football, then you should give your best when you're on the bench. Definitely. And a lot of people don't give the best when things get tough, right? Even when they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm not saying that it's not hard. Like, it is super hard. Like, when you're in that moment where you feel like you're not going to play on the Saturday, you see in the whole week you're not going to play. But that's when the real you comes out. Yeah. That's when the real you comes out. It's all good and say, oh, life's going good. It's easy to smile. But can you still smile when life's hard? Can you still smile when the things aren't going the way that you expect it to go? And that's, I think that's personally what I've started to learn over the last few years. I used to take things so personally. I used to, mm. if, I didn't, if I didn't get picked, I'd be like, what, what's going on here? Like, does he not rate me or something? But mm. you don't know what everyone else is thinking. Like, all you can control is, is what you do. Like, you can, you can train the best all week and still not, get, and still not play. Mm-hmm. that's not down to you, you as, as long as you know that you've given your all that week then you can go home happy and you know what the biggest thing is Ash it's never about you no like the manager wants to win also <laughs> like it's not about you like it's just not about you no like we take it so personally like it's, oh, it's about why am I not why is it always me like why am I not why, why is this but it's not about us it's not about us yeah it's their, it's their thing. Like, it's on them. Like, it's their decision. It's like, all right, that's them. They're the leader of it. They have to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. But it's just up to us to be strong and also realize that if we do give our all, like, if, if this manager doesn't see it, the next will. Yeah. yeah. But don't let, it, don't let it affect who you are. No. That's what I'm so passionate about. Like, don't let it affect who you are. If Ash, if you're a, if you're a loving person, if you're a guy that's so happy, then when you go to Tesco... Yes. Like you're happy with the guy at the cashier as well. Of course, you know what I mean? But then, but then if you don't play well for a week, then what? You're going to be horrible to the guy at the cashier because you didn't play well. And that's, and that's the thing where I want the consistency from people where you go into the thing, but that's who you are. So be true to who you are. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But going into that, bro, like what do you feel like is your biggest misconception? Misconception. So yeah. what do you think like with me and then like it's actually not true? Yeah, like what do you feel what do you feel like people like yeah. it could I, be the biggest misconception? I think people think definitely back in the day I was soft. Right. Mm. I was a soft touch. I didn't want to get into any um like altercations with anyone. Not not I'm I'm not even talking like physical, I'm talking like words or whatever, or someone could speak to me however. But now I think I'm, I'm at a stage now where I'm 24. Like, I've grown up so much that, like, I'm not afraid to make big decisions now. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I think I was a bit like, oh, what happened if I do this then? Is that going to upset someone or mm. do this? I'm, do you know what I mean? I think in life, sometimes you have to make 
big decisions and kind of like accept it and live with it. Like, mm. you know what I mean? You have, you have to do what's right for yourself. I, I used yeah. to be a bit like unselfish. Like I used to care about too much what people thought of me. Do you know what I mean? But now like, I've, I think I've got that thickness about me that I can make big decisions. I can not upset someone. I'd never intentionally upset someone. But at the same time, if something's not right, it's not right. Like I'm not going to hide away from that. So I think that's, that's the, the misconception for me is that people think I'm a bit of a rollover, a bit of a soft touch. Mm. I'm a nice guy, which I am a nice guy. But listen, if I have to make a, a big decision that will ultimately like have a bearing on my life, then I don't, I'm not afraid to do that. Nah, I fully hear you on that one, bro. And I can fully resonate a lot with what you're saying. And it's like, that is so big. Like what you said there is really powerful as well. Cause I really feel that from you. I feel that from you from a way that's like, even knowing, knowing you from young, right. You know, you know, you from young, like you see you're progressing, you see what you're going through in your life. And you're like, yeah, man, I can really respect you with what you say in there and really respect what, 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 what you're what you're about now like who you are right now is is it's just a it's just a joy to see bro it really is like even to see that the man you've become now and like you said like you're not scared to make decisions you're not you're not a guy that's not gonna sit back on the fence like or or thing and that comes with experience that comes with the things that you go through in your life that has led you to this point and yeah man it's just so big to see they're kind of like taken from experiences like i say that i've took from different people so the little things like the, the little things with like Joycey, like that has nothing to do with like what I've said there has nothing to do with just football. That's mm. to do with life itself. Do you know what I mean? So mm. like the lessons that you take from different aspects of, of your life. So like the football side and then there'll be stuff from your parents that, that you take. It all comes together. And that, that's what makes you who you are. That's what I believe anyway. I agree. Like, that you take different experiences and use them to your advantage. So then when it comes to you becoming a man, you have to, you can use them and use your experience to make the right decision. No, I fully, fully, fully hear you on that. And like, even just with everything that you've said, like it's so inspiring to hear, like even for everybody that is going through a situation that you've discussed so far, like I'm sure that they've just taken so much from it from what you've said. And it's been a pleasure to have you on here, bro. Like it really has, like just to, to, to hear you speak, like it is, like I said just before, like it is so sick to hear you say the things that you're saying and, and to see you continuing to shine. Like, like you said also about how this time right now is going to really push you to your limits because I know like right now there's no, there's no limit for you. Yeah. There's really no limit for you. And I can see it in you that you have fire in you. You have, you have that desire that you're going to go and do big things. Yeah, I've still like I've still got ambitions. Like, I've, I'll never not have ambitions. I've always been an ambitious pe- person. Have I achieved my dream to an extent? Yes. Mm-hmm. My dream was always to play professional football. Um, but then you make new dreams. So when 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 I hit that target, I want more. Like I'm a yeah. very, very ambitious person. I don't want to settle. Like oh, this is me now. I can like I want I want I don't necessarily want to be remembered. Like oh. Do you remember Ashley Fletcher? Like, because all that I'm happy with is that I've made my family's dreams come true and I've made my dreams Amen. come true. Do you know what I mean? That's all that I care about. But at the same time, like, I'm 24. I want to get to the next level. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm hopefully I'm, I'm in progress. Like, there's been hurdles which happen in life, but 
if I'm on the right track to get there, I truly believe that I'm doing everything I can at the minute to, to get to that next level. And if it comes, then I'll be ready for it. If it doesn't, then we'll keep working. We'll keep working until, until I get there. So No, I absolutely love it, bro. I love everything that you've said, bro. But what would your advice be to your younger self if you look back now? Yeah. Don't get a white boy haircut. <laughs> Hey, bro, man used to have the one on the side and the five on top. Well, it wasn't even that. It was the one all over with no... <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no shape up. I see a Matty will be listening to this. <laughs> I'm just going to say, like... <laughs> they, I told them I was coming on and it was like, oh, don't forget to mention the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Um, no, if I, was, if I was saying something to my younger self... Um, what would it be? Um, just have no regrets. Like, mm. believe in every decision that you make. It might be the wrong one at, at the time, but you have to deal with them. You have to, you have to adapt. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like, I have no regrets in my life at all. Like, well, obviously there's certain things that you think, mm, maybe I should have done this differently. But in terms of the way I, I've grown up or, things that I've done, there are little things that I would change and, and, and the people who need to know that will know that. But um, in, terms of, in terms of my football career, um, there, are, there are no regrets whatsoever. Um, in, in life, obviously, you might have little, regret, little regrets and think, oh, I might have should, should have done that differently. Um, but you learn from those mistakes. Um, but for me, I would, my, my uh, advice to someone would be, um, just, just have no regrets. Like you do what you think is right. And, um, that's, that's all I'd say really on it. I absolutely love it, bro. And I've absolutely loved having you on the show, bro. Like okay. Gossy and Matty, they'll be listening proud, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be proud of you, bro. That's to get Gossy or Matty on because <laughs> I would love to hear some of their stories. Wow. Nah, it's been amazing, man. I'm, and I'm sure people have definitely um, gained a lot from this conversation. It's I, just I tell one person, like, yeah, and just, just for them, because a lot of people will just see. We spoke about this the other day. A lot of people will just see the statistics and the clubs, and that's it. Like, they don't know the full story. They don't know the upbringing. They don't know. And this is why it's good that me and you have been able to have this conversation because, like, I'm an open book. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give advice to anyone I'll, I'll share my story and um again thank you for having me on because it's been it's been really good yeah man i've loved it man i really do appreciate all your words bro it's it's lit man it really is and people people it's all about inspiring you know it's all about really having what you have inside of you and giving back to the world you know like you have everything inside of you to give back so i encourage everybody anybody out there listening you know please do use your experiences in a way to inspire others and to help others through their experiences because we're living in this world and it's hard. People are struggling struggling, and people are going through a hard time, but people are also winning and people that are winning also need advice. They also need certain things that they've been through to, to get them to, to stay, stay committed to their goals. So Ash, it's been a pleasure, brother. And thank just, you, man. I'll just say like, it is honestly a pleasure to see like, you, for example, and people that I've grown up with from young, like, like being successful, like that, that for me, like when I look at you, like, and I see you doing this stuff and you're still playing football and, and like, you've got your, your girlfriend as well, your fiance to be, um, it just like, 
it's just so nice to see and, and, and how everyone's getting on in their life. So um, thank you again for having me on. Yeah, it really is, Ash. It means a lot, brother. It really does mean a lot. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you very much for having me. Yo, it's Kenji. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I want to keep this conversation going. So please send me a DM on Instagram with any thoughts, takeaways, and any questions.